Welcome, everybody, to the NPCs podcast and the weekly news roundup for the week of June 11th, 2023. We are here to deliver to you the Summer Games Showcase Roundup of 2023. And hopping right into it, my name is Travis Sherman, and as always, for weekly news roundup content, I am joined by Kyle Inman. Kyle, howdy. What's up? Well, what's up is we've got a lot of stuff to cover, so screw the pleasantries. Let's just hop right into it, dude. <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. So let's just go ahead and hop right here into the very beginning of this. That's right. We are in the midst of the Summer Games showcases across the board. We're hearing stuff from all the different developers, all the different publishers, all the different companies are out there showcasing all of the games that we're going to be looking at for the rest of this year into next year and even beyond. We've actually had some stuff that's been announced for even 2025. That's a bit of a surprise to see out there, but hey, guess what? That's how the gaming universe works. So starting off with everything, of course, we're going to dial back the clock over to June 8th with the Summer Games Fest opening where Mr. Uh, Jeff Keeley took the stage pissed off a few people with a Final Fantasy reference and uh, DoorDash advertisement, which <laughs> anybody hasn't seen that yet, go watch the video. But we're going to yeah. hop right into, of course, the different things that were announced and talked about there. Um, I guess the easiest thing here is, of course, it started off with Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Uh, it's a side-scroller entry into the Prince of Persia uh, series, and it looks like it's going to be dropping on January 18th of this year. However, one thing's interesting, Kyle, there's been a lot of fury and fire about this already from the community, and it seems to already have a pretty big thumbs down from everybody, at least based on the number of dislikes that are being uh, tabulated so far, I guess, on all of the different videos about this. You know, I everything that I saw, personally, I thought it looked like an interesting game. I, I feel like it returns more to the classic Prince of Persia that you played on, like, PC, where it was the side-scroller, maybe had some puzzle-solving, or, you know, that that sort of aspect. I can maybe see where some of the rage comes from uh, with people coming back at the fact that, you know, we're still waiting on the Sands of Time remake, but... I don't know. I I personally don't understand it. I at least they're putting something out, and I I think it'll be interesting to see. And uh, like I said, I I think I like the the return to that that classic aspect. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of people who are really waiting for that uh, Sands of Time remake or anything else to be in the Prince of Persia series uh, to be announced. That's brand new. That isn't like this. But I agree. Having something that is. Uh, in the 2D space, or at least 2D side-scrolling space, similar to what the game looked like in years yeah, past. Yeah, because this is um, more of the 2.5. It's a fresh air. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no, definitely a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, carrying on, of course, we've got Fortnite Wilds also being announced. That's actually the next part of the of the Fortnite universe expanding into, I guess, parts of the island collapsing, chaos ensuing, and a temple appearing in the middle of all of this wreckage. However, as they go through and they are starting to work their way into the temple itself, you know, uh, they ride velociraptors of all things up to this temple because it's Fortnite, and I guess we have to expect the weirdness with Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, but they have also announced the first 
uh, crossover entry into the new season, and it happens to be Transformers because Transformers Rise of the Beast is currently out in theaters. So the first character you're introduced to is the Optimus Prime from Rise of the Beast with his cab over engine design. So that's going to be your first one. It is already out now, I believe. In It's either in some type of beta form or it is fully out there. Um, maybe I'm mixing up some dates and some other information there as well, but it did sound like it was available. So I guess if you're a Fortnite fan, it's ready for you, though, too. Uh, carrying on, though, uh, we got more info about Spider-Man 2. Uh, Kyle, we already saw stuff with Spider-Man 2 where we mm -hmm. knew that it was going to be you playing as Peter Parker and Miles Morales in the same game, being able to switch at any point in time. Uh, but only we also, a single-player game. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, only single player game. But we did, of course, get to see that the first villain announced was Craven, uh, the hunter, and of course got to see some of the new moves, some of the new techniques and stuff during that PlayStation showcase several weeks ago. But now we finally have learned of a the second villain in the game, and who does that happen to be? Venom, of course, of all people, but uh, with a slight change. It seems that Eddie Brock will not be playing Venom. So. I, I guess we can gather at this point that at some point you're going to be losing the symbiote suit and potentially the suit will become a major enemy of the game or at least the whoever gains the suit uh, becomes your one of your primary enemies for the game. Exactly. And there's rumors abound right now on exactly who that could be. And it sounds like some of the stuff that's been able to get out so far is it very well could be Harry Osborne. Um, uh, the developers there at Insomniac have made it very clear that they obviously want to stick to, you know, some of the things that have been there in the Spider-Man lore, but obviously they want to make their own take on it. So I guess whatever they presented to Marvel, Marvel was like, you're good to go. Go ahead and go for it. You know, do what you need to do. Um, and that's out there. But of course, they also did show off that there is going to be a collector's edition with an 18 inch statue of Venom fighting Miles and Peter. Uh, and in that collector set, I think that's going to be going for $229. I think that's the price I saw. Depending on the size of the statue, that's totally worth it. But unfortunately, of course, with uh, most modern collector's editions, it will not include a copy of the game. So you will have to purchase the game separate from the collector's edition. God, man, that's such a pain. I, yeah. I don't. I still don't understand that. Like we... I remember the first time ever seeing that was when they announced the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you can order all these collector's things, but it doesn't come with a copy of the game. It's like, what what value are you getting by doing this stuff? I mean, I think that one even I, I came with a steelbook, too. But it didn't come yeah, with the it game. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, it came with a steelbook. You could get that helmet. You could do, there was a bunch of other stuff, but still, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but okay, if that's what they're doing, that must be the new norm now anyway. Otherwise, your default value, of course, on this, or default cost on that game is going to be 70 bucks when it comes out. That's the new norm for all of us. Uh, but Kyle, I know this next one you really want to talk about, so hop into it. Who are we seeing yeah. come back to the 2D world? Uh, Sonic Superstars got announced, uh, which is going to be a foray back into the classic uh, 2D, well, uh, again, uh, 2.5D with this Sonic the Hedgehog game, but it is going to be more of your classic Sonic, uh, where if you've ever played the Sonic Generations game, uh, where it was the old school Sonic with the modern Sonic, it's more like the old school Sonic from that game, but with totally polished gra uh, graphics. Uh, a lot of the Chaos Emerald levels look like they're going to be similar to the 
Chaos Emerald game from or mini game from the first game where you were actually in this like tumbling stage and you had to knock out gems to to get to the emerald. Uh, but I remember that, yeah, yeah. It might be a variety of of different w- modes uh, f- to get the the emerald. Uh, and they did actually show some like uh, over the shoulder uh, kind of camera angle stuff uh, on, on the trailer. So I'm really excited about that one, especially since it does focus on the the 2D 2.5D aspect ratio and and just the the classic speed of old school Sonic. Yeah, one of the key things, though, uh, is the four-player local multiplayer that you'll be able to actually do at the yes. same time. So you'll be able to play as Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and uh, Amy, Amy Rose. Yeah. And you'll be taking on not only Robotnik or Dr. Eggman, however you want to call him, uh, but apparently, though, you'll also be taking on a foe by the uh, name of Fang. And apparently Fang was a the main villain in Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble on the Game Gear of all games. So it looks like Sega's really reaching into the back catalog wow. to to introduce some some villains of, of Sonic's past, which I think for anybody who is a big Sonic fan, and outside of you, I know a couple others as well too, Kyle, and I wouldn't be surprised to have them, you know, as excited as you are about seeing an entry from the nineties making its way back in here into the 21st century. Yeah. And I, I knew with the success of uh, Sonic frontiers, this was, you know, always a possibility, but uh, to see it, you know, come out so quickly. And uh, I, I guess they, they've announced that it's going to be this fall uh, that it'll be dropping. So um that'll be really really cool uh to to see coming out i can't wait to get my pre-order in or maybe not necessarily a pre-order because i don't i try not to do that anymore but if they've got some cool bonus stuff i'm gonna have to on that one i just love sonic games i hey i i hear you there dude i ain't gonna fight you on it especially with it being sonic stuff i mean sure there's been players and, and fans who have been burned by sonic games in the past especially sonic Me and the included Black Knight, you know yeah exactly so it's like i understand some of the the hesitance but i think a lot of the stuff that's been put out by sega over the last several years even frontiers hasn't been terrible it's been an interesting entry mm-hmm. but i would say that the stuff that's been put out over the last few years has definitely been pretty up there so i wouldn't be concerned yeah. with about any investment into a pre-order there uh the next one though i know I, you were excited for uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited, this but one. I, I I think it'll be cool. Yeah, so I had this. I I had the actual Summer Games Fest opening stuff up on my uh, computer at work, and I had this going. And of course, I saw this. Uh, this is called Pal World. Uh, Pal World. Making sure I really emphasize that L in there. Um, this is really Pokemon with guns. Is the easiest way to describe this. Whoa. So this game. Yeah, so this game, like the trailer itself, starts out introducing you to what looks like a Pokemon clone. It really does with the way the creatures look, some of the designs, until this really big Snorlax-sized creature comes out and busts out a minigun and starts shooting at an even larger uh, creature, or whatever you want to call it, um, just right there. And then, of course, you as the trainer or collector, or whatever you are, also have guns on you too. And I think what I found even the the... Even the more ridiculous out there, of course, is that it's besides being set in this fantasy world, is uh, that this one this one creature that looks like a dinosaur of some type has what appear to be two large '80s style boomboxes on its shoulders, but they turn out to be just massive rocket pods. 
And of course, so yeah. my jaw is dropped this whole time. Like this is going to be a thing. And I'm kind of excited to see when this come like when this comes out, what this is going to be like. And this drops in January of this next year. So save up some of that Christmas money, put that to the side and pick that up in January and be even more confused by my purchases as well. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And one of the things like when you were talking about the the big Snorlax thing, yeah, it looked like a Pikachu mixed with a Snorlax and Totoro or something like that. And good, all of a good, sudden, yeah, good mix. Yeah, all of a sudden he just whips out this ginormous Gatling gun and you see like these, it, it almost, I, I don't even remember what the sheep Pokemon are, but they all have machine guns all of a sudden. The, yeah, they, they're like, they're actually in mounted turret positions and they're yeah, just blasting uh, away. Yeah. Like, and, and the fact that they actually use some sort of orb-like object to capture the creatures that you're going to use to to fight in combat with, with weaponry, it, it's just... It, I, I don't know how they got away with it. I remember seeing something about a game that may have gotten canned that was a fan project like this, but I could never have imagined this was actually going to come out. This I know. is cool. I, this is pretty neat. I, um, I'm i just, I was just surprised by yeah. something like that existing. It's just, it seems goofy enough to get. Um, moving on though, one of the other things announced too by Jeff Keighley on stage is that there's going to be a Porsche and Xbox collaboration on custom Xbox Series X consoles. Uh, so there, it's an anniversary year for Porsche. And so what they're doing is they're going through the back catalog of Porsche uh, vehicles, I think mostly competition released vehicles, ones that have participated in big races. Right now we're in the 24 hours of Le Mans race as well. Uh, but uh, they're releasing custom skinned Xbox Series X's that look like these cars of of uh, Porsche's past, and they're not going to be ones you can just go pick up in store. They're not going to be ones that you uh, get as a collector's edition for, I guess, buying a Porsche. No, these are actually ones you can go and enter to win. And it looks like what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing. I think they said they're going to be doing seventy five consoles total, no, and. Wow. There are 75 consoles total, but there's going to only be uh, six particular like skins. So however six goes into 75, I, I don't know exactly how. Hmm. But uh, but it's all going to be contest-based, so you can actually enter for your chance to win one of those Series Xs as well if you are a fan of Porsche or, of course, if you just have not been able to secure a Series X. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. The one that they showed was, was pretty cool, but I, I can only imagine what some of the concepts are going to look like for for the other skins um because i mean relatively in in comparison to some of the porsche models out there that was very tame <laughs> with the uh oh, almost rainbow like stripes so yeah i I'm, I'm excited to see what some of the other designs are but um yeah I, I I imagine we'll only ever see them on the internet, unfortunately. So definitely get your registrations in. Yeah, if you if you're really one of those who wants something like that, and I know some people who are very big uh fans of uh who are very big fans of uh of Porsche, might be worth it for you to go and get there. Oh yeah. Um so go ahead and talk about this next one here, Kyle. Of course, we're not covering everything that's been announced at all of these different events because there's just so many. Uh, one thing that we haven't even gotten to event-wise yet has a list of at least like 25 or 30 games that were showcased in one. And it's so many to go through that we're just going to end up having to be pretty quick about some of these things or we end up 
uh, might end up only talking about a couple of them there. So we will have links, of course, to all the different uh, uh, TLDRs and and uh, recaps on things there. So you can also go and check out some of the things we may not have talked about. But I wanted to at least clarify that now. Uh, before we got to our last little bit, we wanted to talk about with the Summer Games Fest opening. And so, Kyle, we got more Final Fantasy VII stuff. Yeah, we did. Um, of course, we got the information um, that uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out early next uh, early next year. No definitive date yet, but we did get some uh, gameplay, and it looked like some open-world stuff. Uh, so definitely going to be like totally opening up, up, up the map, completely different from what we saw in the Midgar area. Um, but beyond that, we also got the announcement of the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis closed beta. Um, and that one, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be a mobile game, correct? I think so, yeah, that that one is very specific to being mobile. Um, yeah, we got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which follows up on Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake. And then, of course, yeah, we got, um, yeah, we got the announcement of uh, Ever Crisis, which, yeah, is going to be more of a, not necessarily a mobile tactical game, but it seems like it's going to be more of like a mobile, uh, oh, maybe it would be tactical. Oh, yeah. I'm trying it, to think of exactly it. Was, to uh, it was Android and iOS. Uh, but no, I, I'd say it, it's kind of a, kind of a weird cross between it seems like some tactics some but mostly just your straight up uh classic final fantasy combat however um you're gonna get more uh story that some of the gameplay is gonna be like the final fantasy 7 in-game graphics with your like blocky characters and whatnot but this is also it looks like potentially going to give some more backstory about um the members of soldier and like what kind of occurred to i guess make the creation of like avalanche and whatnot um in general, so if if you're interested in that one, um, the closed beta does begin July sixth. Um, of course, the game was first announced in 2021, so they had to have done a little bit of work on it. If you're if you're interested, get registered for the beta on your phone uh, and check it out. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna blow through a couple of these other ones here just to kind of yeah. at least list off what was announced here before we get into one that I know you want to talk about. Uh, let's see. We've got Mortal Kombat 1. We had some gameplay uh, shown off from there, too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of fatality stuff as well, which, of course, everybody loves to see the fatalities in Mortal Kombat. Mwah, chef's kiss. Um, like a Dragon, got, uh, Gaiden got, was like announced. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a spinoff of Like a Dragon, uh, which, of course, they actually made it clear um ryuga gotoku actually made it clear that they are no longer going to be calling these games yakuza they're going to be sticking with names that still fit into the series but they're no longer going to be calling their games yakuza yeah so, so this will be um be the, yeah this will be like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name um and will be officially released november 9th um and this will be part of the mainline series uh, but continuing on from that, we had uh, Star Trek Infinite that was announced uh, for June 6th. Uh, 
I want to say we're going to be getting a full release on June 16th. And uh, we did get a full reveal. Oh, full reveal. Excuse me. June 16th. And then we did get a first look at uh, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, which looks like a wave based shooter with uh, lots of zombies and monsters, hordes of the undead uh, coming to us on, of course, the series units, PS5 and PC sometime next year. Yep, and then, of course, for fans of Dragon Ball and the uh, art style there that goes along with Akira Toriyama, uh, one of his older uh, comic series, Sandland, is actually going to be making its way out as a game from Bandai Namco. Um, and it's going to... Uh, uh, it looks like there's going to be specifically tank and melee-based combat, of course, across this entire like global desert, uh, but there's been no release date revealed for that yet. Uh, we've got... Uh, Lord of the Rings Return of Moria. This appears to be a survival crafting style game that's actually set in the Lord of the Rings universe. So a lot of things that you're going to be building as dwarves um, definitely has some looks, though, like Deep Rock Galactic. However, one of the big things about it, though, is that you're really going to be stuck as the dwarves. There was nothing showing off shown off in here that says you're going to be taking the place of elves. You're going to take the places of humans, orcs, anything like that. It looks like you're going to be specifically the dwarves in Moria or at least um somewhere near Moria or their attempt to get back to Moria though, too. Uh, Banishers goes to new Eden. It's coming from the creators of vampire. Uh, it's a new action RPG. We've also got Baldur's gate three, which is going to have Jason Isaacs playing a major villain, a major villain here. Of course, uh, Jason Isaacs is the one who played Lucius Malfoy and Harry Potter. So if you're a fan of him, by all means, you know, he's definitely one to, uh, Go and just enjoy that voice from too. We did get a uh, uh, a, uh, a teaser for uh, the Twisted Metal live action series on uh, Peacock coming out on July twenty seventh. Um, what this did is this actually debuted um, Anthony Mackie actually having an interaction with Sweet Tooth, um, who's voiced by uh, Batman Lego Batman Will Arnett. So that was. That was weird. I, I got to say, that was a really weird thing to actually watch. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but continuing on from that, uh, Marvel Snap is actually getting a new mode. So if you're a fan of the mobile game, uh, you'll be able to check out the new mode uh, that is a competitive mode um, and a single-player elimination tournament uh, June 13th. Um, of course, we got the announcement trailer for Call of Duty Season 4. Uh, for the Modern Warfare, uh, dropping June 14th. Um, and it did show level themed after. Map. Yeah, Castle, soc uh, Soccer Stadium, and an abandoned zoo. Yep, it um, looks like we're going to be getting a new map in Warzone called Vondel. So just be ready for that one. Heck yeah. Uh, Path of Exile 2 uh, got a gameplay trailer, and we will be finding out more. Uh, from the tease than just the teaser trailer uh looks like july 28th and then we did get an exo prime or an announcement that exo primal is getting a crossover with street fighter 6 uh kind of a odd collab but of course they both are capcom games uh exo primal will be launching july 14th and then uh, we got the announcement of a Lies of P demo, which is going to be your Pinocchio Souls-like game. Um, I want to say, did they actually... Where is the release date on that one? Oh, September 19th. 
Um, and I believe the demo is out now to play if you want to check that one out. So if you're into the Souls-like games and want a darker version of Pinocchio, now's your chance to hit it. Absolutely. There are a couple other titles here that were announced and talked about as well, but I want to wrap us up here on this, let you guys go check that out, of course, if you're interested in everything else announced. I want to turn this back over to Kyle on this, because one of the things that was actually showing off gameplay-wise as well was Alan Wake 2. Oh and Kyle, my. I know you're a big fan of Alan Wake, so yes, did, you yes. watch the, did you watch this? Did you see exactly what we're going to be getting out of this? I did. Um, of course, Alan Wake will be launching October 17th. I just have to get the date out of the way just because I'm so excited, um, which is perfect for the the Halloween uh, horror setting that the new game will be. Uh, well, the horror setting, I guess, that, that the uh, game will be taking. It sounds like we'll be getting 50-50 gameplay between two separate characters, uh, that being of Alan Wake and FBI agent Sage Anderson, um, so we'll, we won't necessarily just be playing as Alan the entire time and maybe getting narration from both characters or maybe Alan's narration over, um, see, or I guess Saga Anderson, excuse me, I, I misspoke, uh, but maybe over her gameplay as well, but it looks like Alan will be trying to escape the nightmare dimension while the FBI agent might be investigating a case that could be involving Alan. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. Yeah, I'm so pumped, dude. You have no idea. Oh, I, I know I, I have an idea for sure, because we've been talking about this since they first, you know, there were leaks and everything coming out about Alan Wake 2, and it's like, oh, is this actually going to mm-hmm. happen? And then we had the announcement of it with a with more of a cinematic trailer, I believe, last year, and then just more details slowly coming out, and we're, we're getting closer now. October 17th, Kyle, I mean, you don't have long to wait. That's four months away. Oh, I know, I know. I, it gives me plenty of time to rebeat Alan Wake, uh, the remake, at least twice. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, no kidding, no kidding. But with that, though, of course, if you want more information on the summer's game, uh, summer games fest, you want to see more about what was announced there, you can go ahead and check out our show notes here on the podcast itself and go see exactly what else was talked about and watch some of those trailers too. Well, let's move on to the next one, Day of the Devs. That's mm-hmm. right, we have Day of the Devs. Uh, these are all indie games, of course, that were showing off. There were a couple that Kyle and I picked out that we really wanted to talk about here, too. And one that he got me excited for here was Viewfinder, which we can kind of describe this as super liminal meets picture taking to basically create new pathways, entryways, areas, take stuff away, put stuff in to be able to navigate around and uh, complete the puzzles in this game. Kyle, this this really does look like super liminal. I mean, there's there's no if, ands or buts about it, right? Oh yeah, no. Um, personally, I think the art style definitely has a very uh, comparable to the Witness and Superliminal. Um, of course, a lot of people are com- uh, comparing it to Manifold Garden and Goragoa. Uh, but I-, I don't know. I just get the whole Superliminal vibe with the whole changing perspective and adding pictures into the world and bringing those objects in. It. it- has that whole creative perspective that really forces you to think. Yeah, it, it requires you to make those changes, just like we saw in Superliminal, like with your perspective. Yeah, to uh, solve perspective the is truly yeah. everything. But the only di- the only major difference with this though too is that it's like it's 
it's not even like making things larger or smaller. Um, you know, like we saw in Superliminal, this is actually like manipulating the world in a way where you can put in these pictures into different spots and basically make it so that way they become a part of your world. Uh, you know, whether it's like a black and white environment, whether it's um, whether you're like grabbing a set of stairs from somewhere that a picture you took and you're going to put those stairs somewhere else to get somewhere. Yeah, or um, yeah, you have to, yeah, like you were saying, capture platforms and then maybe change your location to add those platforms in addition to the plat the as or i guess you take the pictures of the platforms to add that picture in addition to those platforms to generate more platforms um just the whole aspect of creating paths through photos of objects in the world around you is is just a whole crazy aspect i i thought so yeah, it's it's very bizarre to see. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm very perplexed by some of it though. But I I love a game like that, so I'm not gonna I'm never gonna argue with that one. And of uh, course, we'll be able to check it out. It looks like July 18th on that one. Oh, I'm so excited. That's not yeah. too far away either. Cool. Um, we've also got Mars First Logistics here too. This is KSP meets Lego Designer. Uh, to basically build out these these robots build out these um, these rovers to effectively build out your colony on Mars but the way you build them out um I know we were talking about this I can't re- we we could not remember the name of the game itself but there's some sort of like siege weapon game where you can create like these massive vehicles that you can attach all the different weapons to and and uh use those to take like all these different levels of enemies down and stuff. And it's a really kind of goofy one. This has that same style when it comes to actually building out those different rovers. And it mm-hmm. makes me really happy to see um, like, like for one part of it though, especially in this trailer is like, Oh, you need to deliver this pizza, which is funny pizza on Mars. Um, but it has like the robot actually like use a claw to grab the pizza box to deliver the pizza. Well, as it picks it up, the pizza falls out. And it then cuts to another scene where it looked like they had to build some sort of grabber. So when the pizza fell out of the box, it was picked up by this other grabber on the top. And then once they moved to this area to complete this puzzle or what have you, then that counted. That was perfectly fine for it. But it was just an interesting take there to show the, um, uh, just to show the, uh, um, you know, the different ways to be able to complete that puzzle. Yeah. There, you know. But build out a colony though, and and do it on Mars is kind of sick. I, I like that. Yeah, and it looked like there might be some objective-based gameplay beyond uh, trying to build up the colony, but it looked like the major objective was to go after and create this colony, essentially. And as you complete the objectives, you get more pieces to help you construct the colony, essentially. Yeah, there were a couple of things I saw there. Yeah, exactly, objective-based, like help to go set this up or or help to figure this out or something. Right. And it's not like you have to drive your rover over to do it. It seems like the map is interactive enough to take you from point A to point B. Right. Uh, so that way then you can contribute with that. So you don't just build one rover to try to take care of everything and then rebuild it. You will be building multiple vehicles and multiple tool sets to, to help out where you need to. Uh, but let's talk about Henry Halfhead here. This was a really interesting one. Yeah, th- this um, <coughs> th- it apparently is, to me, it kind of looked like a, a game similar to almost uh, I Am Bread, but y- it looks like you cr- uh, are able to gain control of other objects by almost like possession or 
Yeah, it seems like you are some sort of like like entity, some sort of yokai, some sort of demon, or, or some sort of ghost, like or just some character in general. But yeah, you complete these puzzles by cre- like by doing these different tasks by inhabiting the item itself. But what they showed in the trailer was not necessarily anything um, over the top or crazy. It was like, oh, you woke up, so take over. You need to shut off your alarm clock. So you take over the alarm clock. You switch over to the battery. You pull the battery out. And it's like, oh, the next task is to make your bed. So you jump over from the battery to the pillows. You move the pillows to the right spot on your bed. Jump over to the blanket. You know, put the blanket on the bed. Oh, bed's made now. And then a door opens to go to the bathroom and go through like a cleaning up yourself routine for like the morning. Oh, geez. Yeah, it could, so that be, be, could be a very interesting one. That's what I see actually playing on the Steam Deck when you're on like a trip or something and you really need something to pass the time that isn't like too chaotic or crazy just you know it's a nice little puzzle game to have kind of in your so to speak back pocket uh to eat up that time and that's what this one seems like yeah yeah um i'm I'm just gonna go ahead and blaze through a couple of the titles uh real quick uh that were also announced uh at day of the devs uh just in lieu of the time of course uh, but we had uh beastie ball uh look like a volleyball style uh rpg game um pokemon with yeah, Pokemon. Um, that one's expected to be out in 2024. Of course, we got more gameplay of Hyperlight Breaker, the um, sequel to Hyperlight Drifter. But this one is going to be a 3D roguelike cooperative multiplayer uh, in open endless worlds from Heart Machine. Uh, and it goes into early access uh, later this year, it, it looks like. Uh, simpler times. Um was announced that one will be slated for 2023 um of course haunty 2 uh is a twin stick game uh that's all about ghosts um there is no release window for haunty 2 as of yet unfortunately um cart life was also announced um this one will be uh did it did they have an announcement date for that one no they they did not, but so this game apparently was a game that Richard Hoffmeyer had actually That's released. That's right. This, this was a re-release. Yeah. Yeah, this won a whole bunch of awards, and it ended up being pulled down for some reason from all the different storefronts on PC. Uh, but now, since it's been 10 years since the game was originally pulled, it looks like there was collaboration with Ad Hoc Studios to bring this game back because they loved it so much. And, of course, it's like a life sim interactive experience, which lets you... Uh, kind of i guess just see like what people's lives are for these three people that you can actually play as mm-hmm. so yeah that's a pretty cool one yeah and then uh we got the announcement of hellskate um that one you is like a tony hawk style game with supernatural tendencies um Rogue of course meets tony hawk yeah roguelike meets tony hawk no date announced for that one um we also had the announcement of cocoon a puzzle adventure game um that uh, is designed by the same designer of Limbo and Inside. Um, but no date for that one, just the uh, gameplay video uh, announcement, as well as Ete, uh, which is a game about painting. Um, and it looks like uh, it, a painter that's moving through Montreal uh, to practice art, and it kind of takes through through their adventures. Uh, it looks like a, not a lot of these aren't going to quite have dates yet, though. So, uh, Summerhill uh, was announced 
as well as Eternanites. Eternanites kind of looked interesting. That one almost looks like a uh, Persona meets Hack and Slash meets uh, Dating Sim all in one. Uh, so you can expect that one I be- out, I believe, later next year, potentially. Um, but it is available to wishlist on Steam. Uh, Retro Gadgets uh, goes yes, into Early Access. This one, one kind of yeah. looks cool, yeah. Yeah, so this one you actually get to build out circuit boards and create different like uh, devices. But you can create all these different things. They showed off in the trailer people who had, who had built like TI-80 graphing calculators. Uh, people who like the, the biggest thing that was focused on was people building um, like little retro gaming style handsets. But it's not that you're just building the devices. You're actually coding what they do, too. So you're going through the process of like building these things up and um and doing the coding work to do what they need to do. Like they showed like synthesizers on there on there as well too. Uh, they showed other little interactive pads um, and, and it made it look like one of those interesting like entry points, especially like for, for STEM classes to kind of like teach without having to expose to doing anything with solder or uh, physical hardware based stuff yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like open up that door before you, um, you know, before you start getting into the actual hands-on stuff by by doing things like this, do it in a safe manner, and that one right. looks pretty cool. Oh, and uh, just just because I did miss him, uh, a couple dates for you. Um, Eternites is actually September this year. Uh, Summer Hill is just a wish list, no announced date right now. Uh, Cocoon, same, no announced date, and uh, Hellskate. I did not see an announced date, but I, I had to go back and check those because I, I knew some of them did have dates. But Good Retro deal. Gadgets is actually available on Steam right now in uh, early access if you want to check it out. Heck yeah. All right. And then the last one was uh, Sea Salt Chronicles. Um, that one uh, looks like will is scheduled to launch uh, later this year. Uh but more of a story-based game about people on a cruise ship. Hmm. Yeah, but that, that one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not super keen on on the the story story games slice of life like that necessarily. That one doesn't look like it would necessarily necessarily be up my boat. But you never know. Um, some of those story games are kind of interesting. So, but um, Absolutely. the next one was. M- one of the big events that I was super excited for because Devolver always goes off the wall. Of course, aside from announcing games, they have their their big showcase where they like to do something silly. This year, they brought back Volvi, the Vol, except uh, not in his original animated form as a robot that could generate AI games just by being fed information essentially so all the games were technically uh generated right there on stage before the uh volvi uh robot was put down by the original animator of volvi (laughs) that being said um i'm gonna go ahead and breeze through the couple games first that um we're we're just gonna kind of shoot through uh but we did get an announcement for sludge life 2 and uh, a crazy uh, announcement for Shadows of the Damned uh, coming back. Sludge Life 2 will actually be releasing June 27th. Uh, but 
Shadows of the Damned, we just have the announcement. Um, I think that one ha- has no announced release date as of yet, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that one's actually going to be... More information will be released uh, on the Grasshopper Direct coming uh, on the 14th. So keep your uh, eyes open for that one. And then we did also have Humans Fall Flat uh, announced um, during the Direct. But uh, going into some of the games that we were kind of interested about on, on this one, uh, me especially being a super huge Devolver nerd, uh, Wizard with a Gun uh, looks like a kind of... I don't know how to explain it. It's like a isometric top-down uh, world builder, but also an adventure shooting game. Yeah, so if you've ever played anything like Bastion, for example, this will definitely give you the same vibes as uh, as Bastion is with its combat and also with its... It seems like the way you actually are, are moving around the world... Yeah, um, I didn't even with, think with about how it that way. Even like collecting things, though. But that's one of those things that I actually find very interesting, though. But um, whereas like Bastion, as you were moving around the world, was kind of building itself back together. I think that was partially maybe to save on resources or something, though, too, just given that it was an indie game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, this one, on the other hand, seems to have more interactivity, just like what you said. Like you can build your own um, sanctuary. You can uh, you can. Um, kind of modify what your weapons do, whereas Bastion was kind of pretty linear in that way. Um, yeah, yeah. But I you will can, say you I can mean, start from like a slick. pistol and like upgrade to a blunderbuss, uh, and yeah. then of course everything is literally you have to build out the world uh, square by square. So you have to get the resources to to make the world and make it into something. Um, I I think it'll be a kind of interesting game, uh, especially because uh, it does look like it. Uh, will be a co-op game on release, but the demo that is out now is single player only. So if you're interested at all, definitely check it out. Um, I don't, I don't know. I almost have some uh, don't starve together vibes a little bit too, uh, just with like the combat and how everything in the world works. But I don't know. <laughs> Man, I, I what's funny to me is that it's like almost every indie game I feel like we've looked at so far here has been seriously like puzzle. Like I don't have anything oh, wrong yeah. with puzzle games, but it seems like you've got like you get puzzle and slice of life is what you really seem to get out of the indie titles. Well, th- this one kind of reminds me of uh, one that we had played quite a little bit, um, except instead of a detraction aspect, it's more of addition aspect. Uh, that being Core Keeper. Um, yeah, Whereas, yeah, Core Keeper, you're having to mine out stuff. This one, it seems like it's more of a you have to add to the world in order to get anywhere. Very possible. So, could could be could be something interesting to check out. Um, one of the other ones that I also was super excited for um, was actually the Talos Principle Two. Uh, there's no definitive date yet. Just sometime later this year, but. Talos Principle, uh, definitely one of the best, longest puzzle games I've I've ever played, and one that makes you think, like not not just like sit there and and ponder, but you 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 really have to think about how some of the the puzzles work, and it looks like they're adding all new aspects into the game, uh, with like elevation and 
new portals and just all sorts of different new objects that are going to change how how you interact with the world and the the new lighting on the environments just looks phenomenal yeah it seems like like i I didn't see exactly what engine they were using for talos principle too but it seems like yeah that's been the really big change in the engines as of late has been the lighting portions of it and i gotta say yeah it definitely looks very gorgeous don't get me wrong in any way i like the puzzle the puzzle ideas in it i like the the not necessarily even just like the portal aspect of it but the ability though to kind of manipulate your way around in the sense of like being able to walk up walls where you need to Mm -hmm. um and even move around different pieces to make things kind of fit together in the right way possible it's just it's it looked really cool i may have to give that one a try yeah and of course, the uh, final one that was announced uh, that oh, kind of took me by surprise, and same, I, I like I'm I'm gonna have to do it because I'm fa- a fan of both games uh, that the creators are are from originally. But Baby Steps, uh, it's literally a walking simulator that if you've ever played Quop, uh, which is an online game like basically a flash game that you play with your keyboard, uh, it looks like a over-the-shoulder version of Quop, But you're a middle-aged man that gets teleported out of his mom's basement into a cave in his dirty pajamas, and you have to survive and walk. <laughs> That's it. Yes, absolutely. Is that it, it's, it, it's weird how things start out there, and then just, yeah, you're warped into this world, and you just have to keep, like, going like there are ways to change direction that appears there there is ways to kind of move yourself around mm-hmm. differently but you obviously have an objective to, objective to get from point a to point b here and whether or not it's just a continuous objective where point a is just wherever you get dropped at point b ends up being your couch um it, it seems like you're moving through different landscapes different worlds so to speak but obviously of course here on earth you're not in anything that looks alien or out of the ordinary, but I gotta say this this looks really stupid, and I'm actually really excited to play it. Yeah, and of of course, being uh, a Bennett Foddy game, uh, I I imagine you'll have this existential quandary that that pops up and rambles on for like you know two or three minutes at a time every ever so often that makes you actually think about why you're playing the game or whatnot, but. Uh, I, I think that's part of the the allure of of games like that or or getting over it um, is the fact that they they make you think about what you're doing and the fact that you're still working to an objective but you're doing literally nothing. But um, that was actually it for the Devolver Digital um, X or Devolver Digital Return of Volvi. Um, and that actually ends day one, which puts us into day two with the Tribeca game spotlight, which, um, just in lieu of time, um, cause I think we're going to take a quick break after this. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and blaze through just a few of the titles. Uh, well, actually I think there's only a few at Tribeca, but we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, blaze through these titles, uh, through the, or, for the announcements and we'll take a short break um but of course yeah, first one uh at tribeca that was announced was the highland song um coming to us from a U- uk-based developer um 
that one is uh i want to say it's like a story-based game about uh, a girl that uh, it, it seemed to be like i'm trying to remember with the trailer on that one honestly uh but let me read the description uh i'll, I'll just read it real quick uh, Moira McKinnon has never seen the sea. Living with her mom in a small house in the Scottish Highlands, she received a letter from her uncle, uh, Harnisher, urging her to come to the coast. Um, so basically, kind of a girl discovering her past. Um, in addition to that, we did get uh, Goodbye Volcano High, uh, which looks to be a, uh, a story about anthropomorphic humans uh or more more or less furries um also had the announcement of chance of senar um that one has uh basically the story of peoples of two towers that no longer speak but it is said that one day a traveler will find wisdom to break down the walls and restore the balance and explore an enthralling world of color, uh, colorful poetic setting inspired by myth and babble. Uh, but that was like an isometric um, kind of an adventure game where you're going to be talking to people. Right. Uh, Nightscape uh, was also announced. And then we got the announcement of stray gods uh, from Summerfall studios. And, uh, and then, of course, the return of Telltale with uh, The Expanse, uh, based off of the Amazon TV series. Uh, this one will be actually a prequel to the TV series. So if you're big fans of the, the series, uh, definitely check this one out. Um, I believe this one will be launching later this year. And the last one that was announced at uh, Tribeca was uh, Despelote. Um but it looks to be a uh, soccer game uh, done in almost like a crayon style kind of cool. Oh, yeah, it definitely. That one looks pretty slick. I think the one I'm excited to actually see out of the Tribeca game spotlight is Nightscape just because of the uh, you're playing mm -hmm. as a star a lost stargazer and you have to go on this quest to restore the stars to their right place just because the sun uh, I guess apparently makes all the stars disappear. But your goal is to um, effectively sail around and get these stars back into the right place. And I love anything that deals with space. So I know why you won't necessarily be in space just to see exactly how you're going about putting the stars up there. That doesn't involve uh, the king of all cosmos and the prince rolling up a whole city to be able to make stars reappear again. That's just all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I'll stick with my little prince, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I love those games. But no, I, I think the game does look really cool, uh, especially anything that has to do uh, with astronomy in, in this sort of manner. Um, yeah, it just looks really creative. Absolutely, it does. But Kyle is right, though. Of course, we are now through day two of the uh, Summer Games Showcase 2023 stuff. And of course, that isn't necessarily everything we've got to talk about. So we're going to take ourselves a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll jump right into day three with the OTK, OTK Games Expo. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back again. We are now moving into day three of 
the Summer Games Showcase 2023 spotlights. And of course, we're going to move on in here to OTK Games Expo. However, of course, I'm going to make mention of one. We don't necessarily want to skip it, but we went back and counted during the break and have discovered that there are 50 games in this list. So if you're a person who likes the the feel-good games, the ones that are good for your brain when, of course, the world is falling apart all around you. And I would say since at least 2016, that's probably been that way for a lot of people. Uh, go check out the Wholesome Games Direct uh, link in the show notes, of course, if you want to go see what's there. Of course, we've got games such as Beastie Ball and Henry Hatfield that we already talked about in one of the previous days. Uh, those are just two of the 50 games that are in that list. So go and just check out the link there to see which ones might actually give you those feel-good vibes. But we're going to carry on into the OTK Games Expo. And that, of course, gave us uh, several different games to take a look at here. And I think a couple of them, though, that we uh, definitely wanted to talk about here. Kyle, you were looking at Toxic Crusaders here. So kind of fill people in just in case. What is Toxic Crusaders? Who's the Toxic Avenger? What, what are we looking at with this game? So, of course, Toxic Avenger was a live-action superhero of the late 80s, early 90s. Um and the Toxic Crusader, um, of course, my my interest in this whole thing is being a child of the 80s, is a beat-em-up game that's based off the Toxic Avenger and Friends, essentially, that's in the style of a Turtles beat-em-up game. So how could you go wrong with that? I mean, it's in the exact same graphics and everything. So if you're if you're into the Cowabunga collection at all, if you're into, what was it, uh, Shredder's Revenge... Or even into the the Streets of Rage games, uh, this is going to be right up your alley. It looks like it, they have some of the original uh, voice cast, it, uh, it, or it is vo fully voiced. I don't know if it's any of the original actors, I should say, uh, but it is fully voiced, um, and we'll have some of your favorite characters from the original, um, the original content. So do definitely check it out. Yeah, if you're a fan of those old beat 'em up arcade games, this will definitely be one of those that you'll probably want to go pick up oh, and heck put yeah. into your uh, game library. Uh, but we've also got another interesting one here, and I gotta say, I actually do kind of like the look of this one, and that is Slave Zero X. So this is a side-scrolling hack and slash game. It has a kind of like a cyberpunk, cyber ninja type look to it as well, too. Uh, that's really the best way to describe it. There is obviously story to it though uh, that comes with it, but yeah, you're moving through doing all this different hack and slash stuff, but it really, one of the things I like to point out, because I've gotten really big into Gundam in the last year, and uh, one of the funny parts, though, about it is that it looks like one of the main, like, baddies you come across, like the standard foot soldiers, look like Zaku. Um, they really do. They kind of so do, I, yeah. I got the trailer up here right now, and I'm watching it again. Um, but if you're one of those who enjoys the, the hack and slash uh, 2D side-scrolling games, then this is going to be one especially for you to add to your game catalog as well. And I, I actually am looking forward to something like this because these are the type of games that I look for when I just need to pass the time for a little bit. And I think a hack and slash is going to be right there on the right there, you know, on point, you know, a little bit of a challenge, nothing that hopefully won't drive me absolutely bonkers, but I'm stoked for it. It looks cool. Yeah, no, this, this definitely uh, looks like a very, much modernized version of like Ninja Gaiden or something like not not like Xbox Ninja Gaiden. I'm talking like 
uh, Nest Ninja Gaiden. Uh, but if you were to turn it into like a fast-paced hack and slash. Huh. Okay, no, that, that's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, it's just because there's no plane. It seems to have that one single plane. It does do that 2.5D thing. Uh, but it's not like your your beat em ups. It definitely is uh, single plane. So hmm. I don't know. It looks it definitely looks cool. Uh, but uh, another one I I was kind of interested in uh, was the alien hominid invasion. Of course, anyone that's a fan of uh, what what's the uh, game company that does? Oh, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, Behemoth. Uh, that does Alien Hominid, ca Castle Crashers, so on and so forth. Uh, this is going to be an Alien Hominid party game. Uh, so it looks like it'll be able to be played split screen, uh, but also potentially maybe even online. Uh, and they uh, have the available, or they will have a demo available during Next Fest. So if you're interested in co-op Alien Hominid, antics uh you'll be able to try out a demo on next fist absolutely uh so there were definitely others that were announced as part of the ot games expo so i'll kind of blow through them here really quick so we've mm -hmm. got atomic pink which appears to be a um appears to be a almost like a roguelike shooter uh that definitely has some animated vibes similar to i would almost mix like overwatch with like genshin impact in some ways with this um You've got Gangs of Sherwood. That Gangs it's of like Sherwood. it's Diablo like Robin Hood meets Diablo, but in the future though. Yeah, and you're able to change the camera aspect, so you can like go over the shoulder or like isometric. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, it almost has a uh, Devil May Cry aspect to to the hack and slash portion. It seems like, and yeah, it does have a grading system. Yeah, and I can't tell if this is a co-op or if you can actually jump between the different characters here to basically right. play this as a single player. So it's like if you want to be shooting arrows or if you want to have this massive like Warhammer, then you could flip over instead and play as that one character while the other one just gets controlled by the AI. Uh, I guess we'll have to just do some more reading up on that one for future stuff too. Uh, Looks like uh, Spirit, Spirit of the of Samurai. The samurai. Yep. Yeah, you are literally the Spirit of a Samurai that... Uh, possesses a cat um and you are able to take control of this cat and essentially have to avoid death um through uh, i guess whatever aspects you would have normally avoided death from it at one point in the the trailer it looks like you're being chased by like a giant skeleton like zombie creature and you have to hide or maybe yeah monster thing i don't even know what that is it's got uh, almost a claymation style look to it though yeah and obviously it looks uh it does look like you'll be getting some tr sort of training from uh a fox as well so that'll be kind of cool uh they announced reika uh that got an official gameplay trailer that one is this one looks a... like a howl's moving castle uh uh, style game like you know like like if howl's moving castle was mm -hmm. a uh um, a minecraft style game at least in the sense or like a, a building crafting one you could build building a house crafting, out you can yeah. build a uh build out a uh, a structure of some type and then you can have a creature basically carrying it around on its back but it kind of almost gives me like howl's moving castle vibes then we got uh soul walkers it looks like a uh 
I guess, a tabletop RPG uh, in which you're able to actually equip characters, but it does play very much like a tabletop moving characters around um, a playing field on a board, um, as well as esoph- uh, guys. Yeah, so uh, I had to, I had to, I had to kind of think about what this reminded me of. So, Asafa guys looks very goofy, where you're playing as these, these people who have really elongated necks, like almost like draft size. Like, imagine if you took like ninety like percent of their body is their esophagus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like you, you kind of like mixed in some of the weirdness of Rick and Morty as well too into this. But the way I actually figured yeah. that some of this looked was it almost seemed to be comparable to Heave Ho, where Heave Ho was where you had the, uh, where you would join hand, like you'd play uh, multiplayer and you'd grab hands like with the other person to flip them around to grab like the stars for bonus points or to get over to the end part. Oh, there too. yeah. But, but this is more of like the 2D level part where you're actually kind of moving your way around. Uh, yeah, with the uh, grotesqueness of like Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the other thing I was thinking too is, yes, it gives me Ren and Stimpy vibes too. So... Yeah, very, very much so with that one. Um, Airborne Empire looks to be a crafting or a um, a civ uh, builder, a, a, a civ builder, but it looks more like if you uh, if you did like a city builder and then mixed it with something like Civilization, where you're building up your yeah. your territory, you're building up your um, your home base and what have you, like sending out these little flyers to go and pick up resources from the ground, but then you have to defend that home base. Um, it didn't show anything much in the trailer about like expansion. Like if you're actually like making more than just one to basically colonize further, all it showed was you just expanding the existing one. The precinct uh, got announced. That one is available to the wish list right now. Um, that one is a top-down isometric uh, police game where you're playing as a beat cop. Um, so you actually have to do a night beat, it looks like, uh, where you will actually have to go out and arrest people or investigate crimes. Yeah, there, um, like there were some daytime ones, too. Like, they had one where you were simply just writing a parking ticket for someone whose parking meter had expired and or ran out of time. And Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It looked like the more interesting stuff happened at night, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it definitely has that simulation, like a cop simulator, in a manner of speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we had the announcement of uh, My Little Universe. Uh, that one's like a hack and slash, uh, kind of a goofy game where you're playing as almost like stick figures, but it's up to a four-player co-op game. Uh, yeah, that one's an isometric ha- hack and slash as well. Yeah, and you're basically terraforming. Like you land on a planet of some type here, and I don't know if you like go to different planets or something like that, but you have one planet at least you're working on in here, and you're actually terraforming it to become something more, um, more rich in I guess resources and uh, technologies, and of course you've got demons and things that you've got to keep from destroying all of your hard work. Uh, yeah, and I, what I couldn't describe here though was Odinfall. Like I don't know how to describe this game here. Uh, because, you know, I think Odin and I think, of course, like, uh, you know, Norse mythology. But h- how would you describe this? Uh, to me, this is almost like, um, you know, because I, I, I miss this particular showing all or at least all of it. Um, this is almost like a I don't know if it's co-op necessarily. It looks like it could be co-op, but uh, very much enter the gungeon uh, meets uh, vampire survivor with the massive amount of waves um, and some of like the crazy. The crazy enemy or uh, uh, weapons definitely remind me of like 
uh, Enter the Gungeon, but there was another one that's an isometric um, shooter as well that that's very bullet hell crazy like this. Um, man, there's so so many of them. Death Run TV just kind of reminds me of that style of gameplay. Yeah, I think the best way to describe it would be bullet hell is probably the best, yeah. one of the better ways to put it. But I was trying to figure out, it's like, would Vampire Survivor really fit? But as you talked about Enter the Gungeon stuff and then mixing with Vampire Survivor, I'm like, okay, I can, I'm picturing it now. That, that yeah. doesn't make sense. Uh, we've got um, uh, Ready Steady Ship, which is, I guess, some sort of puzzle game here to actually get packages and things move from one place to another. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what to, I don't know, other than, of course, it looks very goofy like you have to lay out conveyor belts you have to lay out pathways and such and obviously of course you don't want to ruin whatever the packages are that you're moving along you know yeah i could i could think of like three games this kind of mixes in between uh but uh what was that food one that you have to make the food and it's like gets all crazy yeah it kind of has overcooked vibes mixed with like a couple other games to me I, I would, you know, that actually is a pretty good comparison, too. Yeah. Um, and then we got the last one here of Night Foretold, uh, which this one is an isometric top-down. Um, this one has... So many isometric of, uh, games. Yeah, no kidding. This one has a uh, Diablo vibe to it, though, like your dungeon-crawling Diablo-type game. So yeah. if you if you were one who was like, eh, it's Diablo 4, that's out now, but I don't know if I want to play Diablo anymore, but I still want to play something that's Diablo-like without spending all of the cr- like crazy money, then go get Night Foretold. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely agreed. Um, looks like it, it could have some interesting gameplay aspects, especially with the uh, speed of the enemies and whatnot. Uh, but... Uh, definitely has has very Diablo vibes in my in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the last one here on the list was Unrooted, and uh, Unrooted is a platformer, but it has oh, some of those that? like darker vibes to uh, Hollow Knight more than anything, though. But it seems like you're playing as some type of like little plant creature, though, and you're you're platforming your way around to accomplish whatever it is you need to do. But there's no immediate details about what the overall premise is though i mean there's a lot of platforming about but it it, there are some things you can kind of see in just the little bits of gameplay though uh that do give vibes of hollow knight so i'm imagining maybe there's some inspiration with that one but you can go wishlist it on steam right now if that is your jam yeah and of course there were a lot of other titles that did get development updates that are currently out um in early access uh but in lieu of time, uh, unfortunately, I think we are going to have to just mention that Day 3 did conclude with the Future Game Show. Quite a few number of the games shown at the Future Game Show were previously shown um, in other uh, parts of the the uh, Summer Games Fest, uh, but there were a few notable titles um, I think probably the biggest one for me uh, would have had to be Enchanted Portals just because the art style and art direction for it seemed very uh, Cuphead. Um, but, of course, we did get the announcement of a new SteamWorld game. Um, like I said, in, in lieu of time, I think uh, you, you will have to just check out um, the, the links that we 
we uh, provide on this one. Um, there are a lot of other or games that were previously talked about, uh, but there are a few worth checking out during the future game show. With that, though, um, it does actually conclude day three, which brings us to this Sunday and the Xbox Bethesda Starfield showcase on day four. Yeah, so I I watched all of this through live. Um, and so there was definitely a lot talked about here, and I think it's just simple enough to hop right into it with the first thing that mm-hmm. a lot of people are excited to see was Fable finally got a trailer. Uh, not oh, some sort of cinematic, cool. not some sort of not some sort of silly little like, oh, Fable's returning. No, uh, what we actually got here um was uh let's see i made a note here of this one where did i put this um did i delete that out i think i did dang it um the uh actor for uh uh from uh the actor who played moss in it crowd uh yeah, actually david aota david aota yeah he is going to be uh, what appears to be either a regular sized person or a giant in here. There's really no immediate telling on where this actually is going to be at. Like if you're actually a small person, like like some sort of like fae or fairy sized person, and of course he's a uh, a giant to you, or if he's a regular sized person, there, there's no telling with it. But it definitely had a Jack and the Beanstalk type look to it. Um, mm-hmm. Even my daughter was hanging out with me while watching this, and she pointed that out too. Uh, but they actually did show some gameplay of moving around. Um, there were some comments from the IGN team, though, t- saying that it's like it definitely looked like it was a little dated in some of the gameplay stuff. But maybe that's just the best way, though, to make sure that uh, Fable is actually very well uh, taken care of, though. Uh, but... You know, and, and to be honest, though, how successful was Fable 2 and 3? And they as far as like the combat systems, they didn't really change a whole lot in, in that aspect. They, they just added to the gameplay and the games were plenty successful after the first one. So do they really need to change something that worked? That's true. That's true. Um, I think it's just going to be good to return though, to the fable series, especially because this Mm -hmm. one does look like it's going to have enough goofy stuff though, to really kind of bring people back in. Um, we did have Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the next uh, DLC coming up here, uh, the story expansion, excuse me, Phantom Liberty. Uh, this actually got us a full trailer that not only showed some cutscenes but also showed off gameplay and actually gave us a look at Idris Elba's character, uh, who's actually going to end up playing an agent who's in the process of trying to actually recover the the president of the new United States. Um uh, a couple new weapons were also showcased off as well, too. It looks like there's some sort of corruption going on that actually deals with the artifact that contains uh, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Silverhand character. And uh, it looks like ways potentially that you might be able to get rid of him in some way, shape or form. Not necessarily like the way it was in the regular main game with those uh, beta blockers or whatever it was that you had to use. I can't remember. Um but I think it uh, was beta blockers. Yeah. yeah. But there were some other things, though, too, that they they definitely put in here. Some new types of enemies and that. But you're also going to be exploring some other new areas uh, of Night City. So you're not going to just be exploring the existing stuff. You get some new areas to look at. And that's going to be dropping September 26th. Uh, we did. We did get a new trailer for Avowed. Uh, so Avowed is coming from Obsidian. 
Uh, so Obsidian, of course, is going to be dropping a new fantasy RPG. And, of course, we've got uh, caves, spiders, bears, spellcasting, sword combat, and a ton of other fantasy elements that went all into this as well, too. Uh, the narrator, of course, talking in here is talking about whether you're going to actually be a hero or a villain. And, of course, that the powers that you have, um, you know, whether you're going to be using them for good or evil, do kind of actually kind of put people... Uh, not necessarily even at ease that actually makes everybody in this game rather uneasy with the abilities that you have. So you're going to, you may have something similar to um, the rest of the elder scrolls games where, you know, from Bethesda that might actually make you um, kind of work towards like being a good person or a bad person. It's, it's very likely you could see some of that stuff, uh, but that's going to be dropping next year. Uh, another big thing though, too, that was actually a surprise. I mean, th this, this, the list I'm going from here is actually kind of like jumping around all over the place, though, too. Um, but they did. I was noticing that that I grabbed a bad list, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. I got your back here. You know what? Here, here. You can have you can have my super secret list that I'm going off of. Oh, um, okay, okay. There you go. Uh, but cool. they did announce a new Xbox Series S. However. Hold back your expectations here, folks. This is not just a new Xbox Series S. There isn't any sort of performance enhancements or anything like that. No, the only things you're going to be getting well, here are a carbon black version, but it's going to have a one terabyte SSD in it instead of the default 512 gig. Uh, it's gone up for $349. It will be releasing on September 1st. Um, but at this point in time, again, it's going to be the same old Series S that you've been able to get already for two hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay, but in black, so and with one terabyte. Is it though? Yeah, because it it's one terabyte, and I I honestly think for a lot of users that is kind of a performance boost because being able to play more than four or five games in in my okay. my book is a performance boost. Okay, okay, I'll give it to you for I'll fifty you. extra bucks. Heck yeah. I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, there was a new trailer for Starfield uh, that kind of showcased a few things, but it didn't give a lot of information, at least up until the direct. So it was more like, a okay, let's get your palette ready for what's coming up next. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a game from Compulsion Games called South of Midnight, and this one appears to be almost like another one that feels like it's got a claymation style to it, too. Uh, but this one has you playing as the character of Hazel, who is looking for some type of monster with teeth like knives to go after. Uh, but it has more of like a, a southern feel to it, like you're, you're in the bayou, you're in the swamp, and the person you're interacting with is someone playing some mysterious character who's playing a guitar, but he's like a giant almost to your main character, Hazel. He's playing a guitar. His face is like half skull, but he's playing hmm. blues, though, of course. And it looks like whatever he's playing may end up actually being what summoned this creature that she's looking for. And it looked, it actually looked very interesting. So, heck yeah. Take it away, Kyle. What else did we have from Xbox? So, from um, Ubisoft announced a new Star Wars uh, title, the Star Wars Outlaws, coming next year. Um, of course, it was just I believe because I don't I didn't finish the trailer. Unfortunately, it was just a CGI trailer, was it not? 
Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so this game apparently... Oh, I takes... did finish it. Never mind. Yeah. So okay. this game yeah. does take place between episodes five and six of the Star Wars movies, but everything they showed off in the trailer actually has nothing to do with the Jedi in any way, shape, or form. Uh, some people are actually have been talking about this online since the reveal today, that this appears to be more of a spiritual successor to Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Um of course, this is this is focusing really on more of the uh, outlaws is focusing more on the underworld, more of the seedy underbelly of the Star Wars universe. You know, if you want to look at things like Jabba the Hutt, for example, um, kind of a lot of emphasizing there. One of the things Seeing... they did show in the trailer was, of course, someone in Carbonite. We don't know if this is Han Solo. It definitely looks like it. Um, you do get to see what appears to be Jabba's Rancor in there, too. But where that comes into play, I'm not exactly sure. But again, it does seem to emphasize more of the non-Jedi portion of Star Wars, which is, I gotta say, is a nice, nice take on things. We don't need any more Jedi stuff right now. Yeah, and it, it almost seemed to me this might be what came out of the uh, Star Wars 1313 that was going to be a game uh, quite a few years ago. Maybe this is... Uh, not necessarily the spiritual successor to it, but what kind of ended up being that game potentially you know i had those same vibes like i'm always like wow is this gonna be 1313 actually finally making its way yeah out? That, that's but, what uh, i thought at the beginning but of the no, trailer. but 1313 was apparently supposed to be more of like a boba fett origin right. story like a like a post attack of the clones thing for him and this doesn't seem to be that this seems to be a completely separate take on more of like the world of the scoundrels and that in uh star in the star wars universe uh, See, and I was thinking, yeah, more yeah. more of the thirteen thirteen, but in a broader sense. But yeah. I guess we will find out more next year. Yeah. Uh, next up, of course, we did get a release date for for uh, Forza Motorsport. It is dropping October tenth. Um, one of the things, though, of course, that they talked about was a partnership with GM uh, in the introduction of the newest uh, Chevy Corvette, as well as the um, um the uh uh oh my god why am i messing this up here i don't know why the cadillac um uh hypercar oh, the... that's used in the uh that's used like in like the le mans race and such like that yeah i want to say that that one's the e-series isn't it they're that's their it. new yes. e-series car yeah yeah so they announced um, that and those are actually going to be the cover cars um that you that you'll see on the cover of the game so um but of course releasing october 10th All uh right. so Keep your keep your eyes out for those gorgeous visuals because Forza always always blows us away. Yep. Um, if you're a fan of Bioshock, of course, though, too, this game might actually have you a little bit more interested as well because this definitely gave me Bioshock vibes as I was watching it. This is Clockwork Revolution. It is a steampunk based first person shooter, uh, and it seems to deal with uh, some feelings of like time manipulation. Uh, not necessarily like almost in the vein of like Deathloop, for example, but uh, time manipulation in the sense of like what would happen if this changes here in time and what does that do to the future? Uh, like they showed like how like the world was changing to be from more of like an open and free society to one that was definitely more controlled by these steampunk robots and uh, more like soldiers in that where everything was under like big brother type like surveillance and such. Uh, but a lot of the combat type feeling in it actually kind of looked and felt a little bit like Bioshock to me. That was really cool. 
Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out, especially playing, uh, going through System Shock uh, again now, and you know, being such a huge Bioshock fan, specifically Bioshock One and Two. But um, yeah, I just huge fan of that style of game, and having a steampunk a- aspect, I'll, I'll definitely have to check out the trailer after. Absolutely. Um, let's kind of blow through a couple of the other ones here. We've got Metaphor Refantasio, and this one actually is coming. This is a brand new game from Atlas. This is a brand new RPG. I thought this was going to be a Shin Megami Tensai entry instead of a Persona entry. Um, but it's going to really seem like it. it's going to stick with a lot of the stuff that Persona did well. But it's going to be sticking. It's going to have more of the uh, the hack and slash elements to it than it is hmm. um, like just the straight up um, uh, persona style though um, well I, I guess I take that back it's going to have a mix of that stuff where it's going to be the hack and slash and the the persona SMT type feel to it and that's going to be dropping in 2024 um, we did also get a look at a new co-op game from uh, uh, Thunder Lotus and this one is an interesting one because it's a 33-player game, a 33-player co-op game, uh, literally called 33 Immortals. It's a top-down action game, and it has uh, it's a hack-and-slash top-down. And it has you just basically taking on different roles and fighting against all these different creatures. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that... that could definitely be something to check out uh yeah and the, the combat because it it's very bullet hell-esque as well it if you can imagine uh if you were the zombies on vampire survivor versus another pack of zombies on vampire survivor but you actually yeah. get to control your character um that i i can't explain it any other way um just because the uh the art visuals of it 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 seemed to almost have a uh pixel pixel art vibe but it, it works for it it definitely does being in that isometric view yes um, it does. of course we got the reveal of payday 3 with some gameplay and the announcement that it will be releasing uh september 21st and is coming to game pass day one man september is gonna be a busy month Mm-hmm. yeah uh persona 3 reload uh this actually leaked out uh, several days here before the Xbox showcase. Yeah. Persona 3 Reload is actually the original Persona 3 game, but it's going to be taking it and putting it in uh, the Persona 5 gameplay setup. So you're actually going to be getting this um, uh, this classic Persona 3 game, which, by the way, Persona 3 was great, but it's going to play more like Persona 5 does, which, hey, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um I, Persona 3 is a fantastic game by all means, uh, so I'm excited to actually see how this fully plays out with uh, Persona 5 style. Well, and the way those those games play just gets better and better and better every time they make a new release. Like, I didn't think they could do any better than 4, and then they came out with 5, and it's like, how could I ever play 4? Because 5 is so good. And if, I mean, that just speaks good things to what, what's going to happen with this one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let's keep moving here. We got a new. I still will play four, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I need to work through that. Uh, we got it's Persona great. Five Tactica as well, uh, which was revealed during the showcase. Uh, this is definitely more of the Fire Emblem style tactics uh, Persona game, though. Which uh, this kind of falls in line, similar to uh, Persona Q that came out on the 3DS, which was a mix between Persona Four and Persona Three. Uh, this definitely has more of that emphasis there too. 
Uh, we've also got a Sea of Thieves crossover with, of all things, Monkey Island. So there's going to be, uh, for those who like the Monkey Island or the uh, the Sea of Thieves series or even Monkey Island series, they're going to be able to bring all that together. Uh, one game I want to focus on here, though, which was a bit of a surprise, is Microsoft Flight oh, Simulator 2024. Yeah. So Flight Sim 2024. Uh, it's going to now not only... Like, the big thing they focused on was actually... Uh, more jobs and activities you can do in Flight Sim. So you're not only going to be able to, um, uh, you know, fly the planes, fly helicopters, do all that different stuff, but you're actually going to have different things to do. Like, oh, if you wanted a career being a pilot, here's the things you could do. They had stuff with agriculture. They have stuff with cargo. Uh, they have stuff with, like, search and rescue operations. Uh, they have stuff with construction in there as well, too. So it's going to actually amplify and enhance what you can do in the grander um, uh, flight simulator world, which I thought was really slick. Uh, but they also did announce, though, too, that for the existing flight simulator game, that there's going to be a Dune crossover in uh, on November 3rd, which should be around the time that the next Dune movie drops. That'll be kind of cool, but it kind of makes me wonder what you'll be doing. I mean, Dune is... It, it, it's literally a world of dunes. Like, just yeah, you're you're flying dunes. that like you're flying that dragonfly helicopter looking plane. Oh, okay, okay, but you're going across sense. the desert world. That's about all you're doing. There's nothing job related or simulation. No. That's literally all you're doing. Um, we got info, of course, that uh, Hellblade uh, Two, Senua Saga, Hellblade Two is going to be coming out this next year. Uh, we did get a new trailer, uh, which really was more of like a visual, like tech demo. Uh, that involved uh, Senua, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I was. I was a little upset. I was hoping for a little bit more, but hey, I'll, I'll take anything on Hellblade. Um, of course, Kyle. For you, of course, we got a new uh, Like a Dragon trailer here. Uh, yeah, for Infinite another wealth. Like a Dragon. Uh, but this time, the Infinite Wealth will uh, focus on Ichi's story. So, um, if you were a fan of the turn-based. Uh, like a dragon games uh this might be up your alley i imagine it's going to follow the same format as its previous or as its predecessor but this time itchy or ichiban washes up on the shores of hawaii fully nude yes that's where it starts so be interesting to uh check that one out and of course that one will be launching next year um fallout 76 it will be getting a atlantic city expansion uh, that's coming out soon with no definitive release date. Um, and then we did get uh, the announcement of Banner Saga Creators uh, re- or the Banner Saga Creators reveal Towerborn. Uh, that um, I don't know if I really understand. I guess it, it looks like it's an ever-changing world. I I'm not certain I understand this one too much either. Honestly, there is some, there is some combat. It definitely is like moving around and fighting up against a bunch of different creatures and such. But um, it, it could also be very like territorial based too. But I didn't really understand exactly what was happening either. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think we'll we'll just have to unfortunately wait for a little bit more information on that one. Um, it does look like it potentially like third person hack and slash, but yeah, some sort of 
territory-based, maybe even side-scroller. I don't know what's necessarily going on because it, it does look like they, they're mixing up a couple different combat styles within the gameplay. But then they do have this like gridded-out pattern as they zoom out into the world. So yeah, who knows if it's like a tactic-style game or if it's a hack-and-slash. So yep, be interesting to find we get out a. More. Yep, next up we get a teaser trailer, of course, for Still Wakes the Deep, which apparently appears to be some sort of horror game, suspense, thriller type game that takes place on an oil rig of all places. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be pretty kooky to see, especially. Uh, Dungeons of Hinterberg uh, is going to be dropping next year as well, too. This is a cell-shaded uh, art style, which appears to be some sort of fast-paced combat exploration uh, type game as well, but you're going to be kind of moving around in all these different environments to complete whatever your objective actually is. No no real details there exactly is what's going to be happening, but it's going to be dropping on Game Pass sometime early next year. We also have an expansion for Elder Scrolls coming out called Necrom Shadows Over Morrowind. Uh, we've got City Skylines 2 that's going to be dropping Morrowind. this fall. Um, we've got, What was that, Kyle? You get to return to Morrowind in Elder Scrolls Online. Yep, so go back to Morrowind. Cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we got a new trailer for City Skylines 2 that actually showed some gameplay as well. Um, dropping October 24th, and it's going to be coming to Game Pass as well. And then one of the last games we had in here was Don't Nod. Uh, we're going to be getting a Jusant. new game. Yeah, Jusant. It's a climbing game. And, of course, my kid and I, as we were watching this, you know, he goes and asks the question, too. It's like, where is it that climbing is actually fun in a game here like this? And I guess it depends, of course, like what you're doing with the climbing as well. It does look actually very fascinating. It does look like a pretty big um, part of actually like what the game is going to be is that you need to actually focus on scaling around on these different cliffs. You have different ways to interact with the cliffs themselves too, like different things that might help you to move along. You've got these different like encampments or or structures or things that are built into the sides of the cliffs. If you think like uh, Mesa Verde down in southern Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it almost feels like some of the same thing happening there too, and it definitely does look like it could be more of a relaxing game to play, not necessarily something that's more difficulty focused. So, all right, well, this is where we need to wrap things up here with the last little bit of stuff, at least for now. Of course, there's more conferences and such that are coming out over the next week, and of course, stuff coming out over the next month, month and a half. We will be seeing that stuff, like we'll be talking about that stuff as we go through our regular weekly news roundups. We're going to wrap it up here with the last bit of the Xbox showcase, which was actually the Starfield Direct. And I got to say, dude, (laughs) for 45 minutes of what this thing was, um, I'm going to make this very clear here right now, is that I actually started to kind of fall asleep through uh, some of this here. And a lot of it is mostly just because there's so much um, that they actually announced in here that it was just really tough to stay focused. Um, it was really tough to stay like on top of, of everything there. I'm actually trying to find a better um, kind of like list of details here we actually got out of it. Because it wasn't just a trailer that we got. It was, it was a lot of things that they ended up going over. Um, I, I guess I can summarize it here pretty quick, this list here from GameSpot. Uh, some of the things they talked about, of course, was... Um, uh, uh, they talked about like your your character creation. Um, you're basically starting off with like an individual like character. Like I guess it auto generates like twenty five or thirty different ones to pick from, and then you pick one of those, and then work your way to, to make the character that you want. 
Um, hmm. They did say that there are thousands upon thousands of different star systems that you can actually go and explore. Um, it looks like you will be able to make our, your way to our solar system because they did at one point in the showcase talk about Mars as being a uh, center and a hub for resource mining. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, they did actually come up with a new term for this as well, for the style of the art in the game, and they called it NASA punk. So it has that feel of NASA type uh, uh, spaceships and rockets in that, you know, for the sense of like what you'd see inside, say, like the International Space Station or even um, inside like the space shuttle or even some of the the concepts and designs that NASA has come up with over the the last few decades. And it's kind of tied in, of course, the uh, the style of um, uh, of, I guess, the punk portions of it where it's like things definitely have that like grittier feel it's like you know stuff looks used stuff has the analog and digital mix in between everything and so they coined the term nasa punk but they also did really work a lot though by studying things in collaboration with nasa on like where planets need to exist at to actually have like different qualities to them different traits to them so like if they exist within this they could be considered a habitable planet so you're going to see different things appear that way um you're going to see how like atmospheres would look based on different like uh uh gas combinations in the actual atmosphere like what's a star like a sun for this planetary system look like if the atmosphere was made out of these different compounds and so they definitely did a lot of that. So when you actually go on to these planets, they're going to have more of a true lifelike appearance to them versus something like a no man's sky. And I think that's going to end up actually kind of helping with some of the realism put into place here, even though, of course, this, is, this isn't like Star Trek where it's like what the future looks like for humanity. It's, it's definitely a nice like fantasy style to it while still grounding in some realism. Uh, of course, crafting and modding is definitely very expanded out there. I mean, you can make just about anything that you want. You can make, um, you can build out all these different habitation modules for your ship. You can build out all these different habitation modules to make your own colony. Um, you can mod your weapons to have all the different things, like whether you're using charged abilities, whether you're using these, uh, basically like, um, uh, what do I want to say here? Um, uh, mag cannon type setups on these. Uh, they showed off so much. It's tough to remember every single thing that they talked about, though, too. Um, they showed off uh, really building out your ship to all these different things. Like they said, you could start out here with this small little like fighter and build your way up from these different things. They even showed one where someone actually made a ship that looked like a person, like like a really crappy like Lego Duplo oh, wow. person. But it, it still took off and did it. It still served a purpose in some way. So you could build something like that if you want. So I'm telling you, Kyle, I'm going to build a Megazord in this thing at some point oh, geez. I, I will okay or voltron or something like that um uh they did talk about of course some of the story stuff as well too like uh not necessarily in the fullest extent possible but they talked about of course constellation which is the group that you're going to be working with constellation i guess is the organization or group that's kind of hidden behind the scenes that people know exists but think it's kind of maybe some of the stuff of like legend as well too uh but each of the different people there uh in Constellation, all have different roles, different backgrounds, different understandings of things. And so not only do you get to work with them when you're actually at Constellation's headquarters and that on Alpha Centauri, uh, but you also get to potentially recruit them into your crew. So uh, you can build up your crew on your ship to handle different tasks on there for you. And um, you can take them with you, whether them or pick up different people at starports or other locations. 
Uh, okay. The combat, of course, is all over the place, too. You not only, like, there's not only emphasis on just, like, shooting as well, but there's some sort of weird, like, um, force-like powers that you also get to use as well. They only teased it a little bit. They didn't show a lot, but it might kind of delve into some of this alien technology that they're starting to kind of come across. It looks like that's going to be the foundation of this, though. Um, but of course they talked about, you know, where you can put your traits in to use like different types of weapons. Um, or of course you could just be a person who goes literally in like fisty cuffs and just beat the hell out of people with like your fists. And it, that looks pretty funny though, especially because you punch some sort of like horse like creature in the mouth, you know, like just with your fists at one point. So if you want to go as oh, a geez. melee specific character, you can definitely do that too. Um, some of the traits you could pair yourself with actually do have, uh, like, will buff you in some ways, but nerf you in others. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you get this healing buff here, uh, you know, on this thing. But when you're around these different, like, gaseous type things, maybe you're going to end up actually taking, like, damage more often. Um, or huh. maybe you're going to be buffed here where it's like, oh, you're actually a member of this religion. And uh, you end up coming across these raiders or these enemies who also happen to be also, uh, like a, a part of that same religion, though, too. So it's like while that it's like, oh, it's tied in only to this specific area, but you might come across them and it might give you that leeway through the conversations and that to be able to bypass them and get away from them without actually getting hurt, which I thought was kind of neat and helpful. That's there. way cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's different like groups and factions that are all spread around here too. It seems like you can work for just about anybody doing just about anything. Uh, there wasn't any information exactly on what was going to, uh, um, on what exactly each faction was like, you know, uh, up to a degree, like there's some high level stuff, but it also didn't talk about whether or not like with those different factions, if you work with them, are they going to penalize you? Are they going to, right. Uh, you know, working with them is going to uh, be negative against you because of other groups or something like that, too, you know? Um, right. The last thing I'll talk about here, though, because, again, that thing was 45 minutes long and it had tons of detail in it. Uh, but they did also talk about their different editions that they're going to be releasing. We've got the... Uh, base edition. There's going to be a deluxe edition as well, but then there's going to be the collector's edition that everybody's probably going to want to what uh, want to buy, and that is the constellation edition. It's going to come with a um, the digital game download. It's going to come with a steelbook display case, and it's going to come with uh, the leaked. We had talked about this previously. Uh, what appears to be some type of like smartwatch. Uh, it's the constellation watch or the chrono mark watch. Excuse me, is the name of it. And it has the case and a patch for Constellation as well. And then, uh, yeah, you can get that and pick that up as well, too. But uh, where is the cost on it? Uh, can, I, can I mention the weird one, though? What's up? The PC version, uh, Collector's Edition, the code is not actually an Xbox code. Nice. It's a Steam code. Nice. Well, that's yeah, I just think that that's really bizarre. Well, I'll at least make mention here right now is that if you want the collector's edition, it's already all gone. Uh, it looks like the collector's edition is basically sold out across everybody here right now. Go figure. Um, yeah, or they've changed some of their reservation processes on how to get it. Uh, it's going for $300. That was ESRB? Uh, you mean MSRP? Or MSR, yeah, 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 MSRP, yeah, yeah. MSRP, three hundred dollars for the. Collectors. We've been talking about games for uh, almost two hours now. Yeah. Um. So, 
as, as uh, we continue, my brain begins to melt out my ear. Well, that's the easiest thing to put then, Kyle. Let's go ahead and put your mind at ease by saying that's actually it. There is so much that they did talk about in the Starfield Direct and some other things, too, in the Xbox showcase. Although I will mention no talk about Gears and no talk about Halo in the uh, Xbox showcase. I was hoping for Gears. I was, too. But, hey, you know, such is life, of course. Maybe we'll see some stuff coming up here later in the year that they'll they'll announce, but we won't see probably until 2025. In the meantime, though, Kyle, I'm going to save your brain here. That is going to be it then for what we'll talk about for now on the Summer Games Showcase 2023 Roundup. Of course, we've still got the Ubisoft Forward on Monday. We've still got uh, some of the other game showcases stuff, too. Yep. So we will talk about all those, but we'll talk about those in our standard weekly news roundups as well. So if you want to hear more about that and our take on things, by all means, make sure you're subscribed to us. So with that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this game's showcase for the summer of 2023 and listening to all of our opinions and talking about all these different games that are going to be coming out. We are exhausted, and we know our wallets are staring at us in true fear as we get ready to spend probably more money than we should. Mm-hmm. With all that, of course, thank you so everybody for tuning in. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're probably on it. But if you're not sure where you want to listen to us at, uh, or you're not sure if your platform is supported, go check us out on our homepage at anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast, and you'll find all the different platforms we're supported on. With that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this very long episode of the NPCs News Roundup. We will catch you all next week. Laters. <laughs>